moving to oneness. Nourishing curiosity. Embracing differences. Becoming one. reading some fantastic books <laughs> and I just did read a great book uh, written by my wonderful guest Gabriel Cousins a mystic so listen wild mystic yes <laughs> the wild mystic I love it yeah and your book into the nothing is fantastic it is a way sure uh, Gabriel for many that are stepping exactly into those footsteps of revitalizing, um, remembering their own way of being. So first of all, thank you. You're sitting in Israel, connecting with us. This is seldom that I have a morning show, <laughs> recording in the morning, everyone. So enjoy what comes to you today. Hello, so, Gabriel. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm very happy to be sharing with you. As we've talked, we're on the same line, you know, from the yoga perspective, Native American, you know, biblical. There, there's a coming together of creating a new world, a new vision. Oh, and my book, Into the Nothing, is that new vision of us being our authentic self. We're all born originals. Most people die copies. And our job is to bring people back to be an original. Yes, yes, exactly. I say the words into our natural state in the one where we don't feel so tight, where we feel expanded, right. where we are connected to everything with the world, right? Plants, animals, other human beings. And we feel this in your book you use the word liberation i like the word freedom and which is most important for me fun <laughs> yeah good yeah i mean there are multiple levels and i talk about the six foundations and sevenfold peace so in the sevenfold peace we have peace with the body healthy body and so we can be a superconductor of the kundalini energy mm -hmm. okay peace with the mind that we get with meditation and also actually grows our brain, believe it or not, literally grows our brain. Our brain shrink 0.4% per year, believe it or not. And meditation actually grows the brain, literally. Service and charity. Uh, part of my work is spreading it out. I have uh, programs, uh, organic, organic farming and diabetes prevention programs throughout Africa, Mexico, South America, and, and with Native American tribes in the United States. So we're, we're bringing that awareness 
to as many different peoples as possible. And then peace with the family, which is sacred relationship. Yeah. Uh, and I see relationship as a spiritual path. Okay. That's it. And I'm not just talking uh, Tantra. I'm really talking about relationship as a spiritual path. And it's very important as peace with the family and the peace with the community. These days, it's a little complicated. Peace with all uh, cultures. We call it Native American Omitakuasan, which means peace with the living planet, peace with the plant people, peace with the walking, flying, swimming ones, and peace with all the human cultures. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, but that's a Native American teaching, okay? Mm -hmm. And then we have peace with the ecology. I call it spiritual ecology. And finally, peace with God. And, and spiritual ecology, uh, a way how I think about it is we are one with the living plant. We're not an ecologist working on the planet. I experience the plant as part of me and I'm part of the planet. So as I take care of myself, I'm taking care of the planet. As I take care of the planet, I'm taking care of myself because it's one. So it's a, a different concept than working on the environment as if it's separate from us. If that makes sense. It, it does. This is uh, so beautifully said. I have, since I'm a little girl, I always ran away <laughs> and ran into the woods. And then I lived up in the Alps and I always run through the woods. Not so much anymore. So now I, I walk and I go off the path so I could really, uh, I can sense what is there. And I believe so much of our truth and understanding we'll find when we're immersed in, in this environment, in this landscape. Right. So not everyone has the green plants. See, I even have one here, everyone. Um, you may have where you live, you have a desert, maybe you have an ocean or, you know, a different uh, landscape. But even there, go and see what you can connect to, to provide an exchange of wisdom especially right. maybe stones or something. And that will broaden our awareness, our perception, right? And um, it will broaden the understanding of everything existing in the environment, but also within. Yeah, and that's, and that's that one, if it's the dance of the divine in the physical world. And dance. That's right. <laughs> I do a lot of dancing. I, we, we're not going to do it right now. I mean, I could, but um, we have to have the right music. But uh, it, it is a way of living in the world where we see the dance of the divine in all things. Now, I've also lived off the grid totally without electricity, running water for uh, uh, th three years. And it was wonderful. It was in Northern California, Mendocino, uh, literally no free water, no electricity, no telephone. Wow. So, uh, I'm yeah, your life is uh, your life has been really uh, uh, fascinating to me uh, as I read through all those different parts you have explored. So different regions, um, social levels, uh, interactions. You you also. Um, a medicine man in the 
uh, modern world, I would say, right? You're an yeah, MD, medical doctor, right? Right. right, right. So yeah. where you have uh, always questions. That's something what I love about you, Gabriel. You keep on questioning. You sense always that there is more. You, the 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 researcher with you is awoken. Um, yeah. did, when did you notice that you're this pure researcher? Would you share that, please? It's kind of the way my mind is put together, okay? Mm -hmm. So when I was four, I knew I wanted to be a doctor, but nobody in my family had ever been a doctor. That was like a different concept, different world. And, but I, my older brother was killed in a car accident when I was 20, when I was 16, he was 22. And then I began to spontaneously meditate. And this is in, in the 1950s. And I built a heart lung machine. Mm -hmm. Okay, they didn't really have those in hospitals then, but, uh, and it actually was like creating life. But that's when I took on more of the researcher part, because obviously I had to study to figure out what I was doing. And then I did publish in biochemistry and biophysics in college articles. So it was just a natural part. But the key is question everything. Okay, so I kind of learned that and when you question everything you get guided in the right direction because you see through all the mythologies and that's how i got to created the course zero point which is to clear all the thoughts of the mind negative but also positive thoughts so we have a clear mind that we can transcend so that's part of the into the nothing so i would say it at an early age i mean at least as a teenager but it was really before that yeah, you mentioned that, and I, I experienced that myself. I was quieted often because I spoke the truth. And, yeah, and uh, adults don't often, um, it's difficult for them to live with a child that tells the truth, especially if they're a group <laughs> of people. And uh, But this state, and I, I, I would love to give that to everyone who's listening, right? In your life, you may be drawn then, if you can find it from other people, you may be drawn to books. And Gabriel, you read a lot when you were younger. Yes. So there are many beautiful secrets in books where you can sense the truth of words, the truth of a paragraph and what is behind and Gabriel you also said the right people came into your life I was gifted this one too so when you start questioning the right people come to give you the next next step for you to discover right because right. we have to go through experiences of discovering of looking taking in the thought again analyzing and you did that in all of your work in, in, in your social you did a lot of social work yeah. you also were interested how the body and the brain functions <laughs> you're fascinating but one thing I'm sorry but I, I yesterday I had to share that with my husband because I have a son who's 14 you were speaking about also being a football player and that in football, you came through the, the way you move your body, you, where you pull out of yourself, 
extra strengths to be more in tune, to be aware of what is around you, right? You, you got into a very meditative state and you said you found it there. And I said, my husband, it is so sad to see for me, that's what I sense, that there are not so many things for young men anymore where can, they can have that feeling where they give all of them and more comes out of them there where they can be surprised of what is within them would you please 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 speak yeah, about well, that for all the parents that are out yeah. there so as i say in my book all i ever learned was from meditating and playing football and sacred relations hmm. so what happened with football because i played it from the age of 10 to uh 21 because I played football in college, I was a national football hall of fame. Now we're not talking soccer, this is American football. Yeah. So what was the key? The key is that I pushed myself beyond my limits and went into meditative states uh, that I hadn't previously been aware of. So it was when I went beyond my body that I began having that. Uh, Shanti? And so that was what happened. And it happened all the time, whether in the peak of the football game or even in practice, I would find myself going beyond. And that was very valuable to me. And I didn't really get interested in meditation till after college football, because it's wait, there's nowhere else to go here. How do I go access those states? You see? And that's how I really got into meditation. It's like, okay, this is how you do it. You don't have to play football. You don't have to do skydiving or climbing mountains. You just go inside. So that, that's kind of, because I, I was familiar with those states initially. Now, what I do want to say, uh, I, I met Swami Muktananda in 1975. And he's a fully enlightened being. And uh, I received Shaktipat, which is the transmission of energy that basically awakens the Kundalini, which is the spiritual force in all creation, but within us also. And it took me into the nothing for the first time, which is more than just meditation, because you dissolve, there's no you left. So you have a you kind of in the silence, and then you have, there's no you. There's only nothing. Mm -hmm. When it, I came out of that, it, it, a little voice rang out and said, you should learn to eat and live in a way that feeds the Kundalini. That's how I got into my work about spiritual nutrition. I didn't think about that before, but it was a directness. But I spent seven years with him. And in that process, I became, because of my, uh, as being a psychiatrist or whatever, he assigned me to people who had imbalances in different ways uh, with the Kundalini. So I became uh, a, a pretty much a world expert in the whole issues of Kundalini. Kundalini psychosis or transcendence was, is, a, is a key concept. And uh, my other physician I worked with, Lisa Noah, actually wrote such a book. So I, in 1975, I began being in that position to work with that living energy in a, a way that was a little different. Uh, I was living in the ashram, I was uh, traveling that way for seven years. And I actually 
my wife and my two kids, my daughter was five, my son was eight. So it's like, it works. One of the things I tell parents, okay, is all life is an experience for you to wake up. So raising a family is part of that experience. So no excuse saying, oh, I got a family, I don't have time. No, your family is your spiritual practice. Yes. So all that life comes to us is for waking up the best we can. And that's one of the key messages in the book. Every experience we can transform into a, another spiritual uh, place for awakening. So that's I, how I got started. I, I, I really would say too, the family, uh, the one we are born into and the family you create, or if you don't have uh, uh, children with your partnership, the relationship, you learn so much about yourself and whatever you learn or desire to do, if you're able <laughs> to live that every single second in your family or be who you are in your family and they respond a certain way to you, then you've made it. Yeah, so yeah, right. Because if they reflect to show, the, they show it, and uh, the patience, the peacefulness, the openness. And uh, Gabriel, for me, I think one of my biggest shifts in life, uh, there were many, but one really a big one is when my son was born, and I, I knew that moment I had to live my truth even more, fuller. So yes. that came a Whole <laughs> beautiful no yeah but, I get it. but then I get it, it opened up so many uh, uh pathways uh, directions uh unfathomed things because i believe you know we can't even fathom what comes next week right right right, right? and this uh i'm really happy about to have made that one choice because i wanted to walk my talk especially in front of my son, so he could become yes. who he is. I already tried to look for a name where he could be who he is, and I would not dictate that within his name. So that was, nice. uh, in a way, I'm very thankful that I had this experience of bringing a child onto this plane. Nice. So in India, we call it Guru Tattva. The world is the guru. So all our life experiences, childbirth, parenting, is there as your guru to help you wake up spiritually. And in that way, you're getting supported in all directions. Yeah. And no matter what's going on, it's like, this is an opportunity to wake up spiritually, to take the next level of spiritual awareness. So that's kind of what I'm talking about in the book about how to live is very specifically that way. You know, and all my experiences are all about awakening. Even when I talk about the sun dance, the eagle dance, each dance you dance from a different direction. There's four years and there's an awareness in each of the directions. Mm -hmm. And it's like waking up to those awarenesses. So it's very powerful. So that's key teaching. It's just your life, your life experiences is the spiritual path and is the teaching. Our choice is to make, is to look at it and draw the spiritual lesson out of it. Yeah, in a way, very simple. It's very simple, but very hard to do. Yeah, because your simplicity um, 
you you at uh, if I could understand one thing, you approached everything with simplicity. This yes. is really a gift you have or a talent. And I think uh, this is not to be neglected what you are sending out to the world. This uh, beauty of um, being and that it is, doesn't have to be a big ta-ta, ta-ta, right? right? That that each single simple step, movement, thought, word spoken is what forms you because it build, builds up and widens, yeah. Yeah, that's an excellent analysis because I really don't talk, I mean, I had many, described many spiritual experiences, but it's the accumulation that at some point then you wake up. Now, the truth is, it was so undramatic. My second guru, Swami Prakashana, I'm sharing my experiences, which were obviously pretty out there. He said, wait, you're liberated. And you don't even know it. And actually, I had a hard time accepting it. It took him telling me three times and looked at her once before I could actually accept it because it, it was so like un, undramatic, which is what you're talking about. So very insightful, very good. Yeah, yeah. It, it also comes from my life experience because, you know, people always ask, oh, what was the big event? And I said, there was no big That's event. Right. Yeah, That's and if right. I come and say... Um, I did ask for then big events. So I, I, I'm really good in materializing. I said, I want to have also one time a, a big event. So I, you know, I say I had, I had a few, you know, like ending up under a rock in the mountains or something. But it was, I was born this way. And I believe not enough of us are able to believe within ourselves that this is already sufficient. Yes. The, the light of God dwells within you as you. Mm-hmm. The self, that's the big self, is within you as the essence of who you are. One thing I talk about in the book, and a little bit connected to that, is not everyone is motivated to access that. You know, Freud talked about the sex drive and the a death drive. But the drive to merge with God is more primal than both of those. And so um, this drive was activated within me. Uh, maybe when I was born, I had TB and it was at that time, 1943, people died of TB, kids, there was no medicine. Yeah. Whatever it was, okay, it, it, it was a drive to, to understand what's the mystery of death? What's the mystery of life? It was like, I was activated, my switch was turned on, you know, when I'm having TB and expected to die. It's like, what is this going on here, right? So, and I pursue that. I mean, intellectually, we can say there's no uh, birth or or death for the soul. I mean, we can say that, right? Mm -hmm. But to experience it, and I didn't really experience it until I was 33, uh, when I first received Shaktipat from Swami Muktananda then I got it, you know, what it is. It's very simple, but it's a, it's a, a knowing rather than a, a knowing about. Yeah. And that was the big uh, drive though. So like, what is this? 
and I was pursuing it. But so the drive for, for merging into the one is the primal drive of all life. It's the primal reason in my world why we're put on the planet. Okay, deeper than sex, deeper than death, the drive to know God. So that's been my motivation. I can't tell you exactly when that switch got turned on. As we say, it's gradual. Maybe when I was uh, before, you know, a few months old and had TV, maybe it was activated with Shaktipat. But then again, I already chose to find a spiritual teacher. So obviously I had to have it before. I don't know for sure, to be honest with you. Yeah, and, and what also is interesting in you, you find ways to support this uh, journey of um, yes. discovery, right? You observe, you make your body fit. This was something else I thought that is important and you're a beautiful example and you share that, that you can hold these vibrations that are so simple. Right. You do, uh, uh, I need to let everyone know, a thousand push-ups still. <laughs> yes, no I do. Problem. <laughs> this just, is... just about three times a week, about three times a week. This is, this is powerful because this is also a, a very beautiful example of a practice to hold up the vibration, but also to so, show that we are able to do so much more than we think we can. Yes that this energy, when we connect to everything, can keep on flowing through and we can play with it. And for me, this is also a way of playing with it and knowing we are a part of it and that we can have, we have the ability to work with it and we're not just someone who's observing and watching. And this is something I love to give people um, Yes. along always Gabriel is we have the ability to do so much and to do so much more than we think is possible and I would like for you to talk into that too because there are coming new times now where many are being asked to become more and live more of who they are uh, but I the words we don't have enough words. so i think in our vocabulary i have only the feeling there is like a right. where where we all suddenly live in this higher vibration constantly where there are not these dips where there we don't have the chatter mind that you were speaking about it when you bring people into the zone what so do I'm you sense you where we're going it's, it's mm -hmm. It's like being driven. Mm -hmm. I have some uh, poems, you know, there are a lot of poems in the book. Yes, but the point ones. is, I don't know what's going on. All I'm gonna do is keep showing up. So the drive is to keep showing up and let God play uh, to wake up. So the, the, the primal drive is to merge with God, to dissolve into the nothing. And I discuss, hey, you're going into the unknown. Hey, you're giving up your illusion of control. Okay. Uh, there's a Taoist teaching that says the master does what she can and then lets go knowing it's forever out of control. <laughs> I like that yeah. one. So, so the drive is, is about uh, go, diving into the nothing, knowing there's no safety and there's no control, but a deep faith in the truth 
of who we are and truth of the cosmic force unfolding in us. So that primal drive, that's the key, that when it gets activated, I call it the urge for God, very simple, okay, is then what has guided me over the years. And that's what, um, you know, when we meditate, like I normally meditate two hours a day. I love it. It's my food, okay? I only eat one meal a day, and I have a little goji berries in the morning. My real food is the energy of, of meditation, and that's kind of a, a key to understand. That's really it. I try to eat by 2 o'clock in the afternoon, just have a little liquid when I'm dehydrate. But the, the primal drive is to keep going into the nothing. And you have this emptiness. So I experience an emptiness inside myself. Obviously, you can't drive a car or walk around when you're totally in the nothing. That would not be a good idea. But the meditation is the safe space where you can kind of let go and not be your body. I mean, literally, I've had abdominal operations, a hernia operation, for example, without anesthetic twice. Just go on the meditation and you go beyond in the yoga, there's eight levels and pratyahara means beyond sense. So I had gone beyond just in meditation, the sense. So, you know, operation, they cut you open. They do this like, you know, I just, the main problem I had is the doctor had to be quiet because he was so blown out that I wasn't doing any anesthetic. <laughs> but you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So we, we go deeper and deeper uh, beyond the seven levels of, of or eight level of eightfold path in the yogic thing. Pratyahara is five. And then, you know, we have concentration, meditation, and samadhi. But in samadhi, there's still a you. I am talking about disappearing. There's no you. There's only that. It's different. It's a different, it goes beyond the yoga concept per se. So that's, that's the drive because that's the truth. You know, along the way, we reach what I call the self, we call it self-realization. And you, you experience the non-causal non love. Now, what does that mean, non-causal love? It's who you are. In relationship, the biggest mistake is think the other person is the cause of your love. No, they add to it, but it's coming from within the non-causal love, the non-causal peace, non-causal compassion. It's all from within, and then it's activated in the outer world as well. So the key to relationship from being codependent, but instead of being codependent, is being interdependent where the other person is interacting with you in a way that further activates your already non-causal love and joy. You see how that works? So the drive is this urge for God that takes you beyond all the other things. And that, that's like as close as I can get to it, honestly. And I can't tell you exactly when it began. Uh, maybe when I was 60, but maybe when I was one years old, you know, theoretically dying of TB. Can't say. But it kept manifesting because I also began having visions when I was eight. And again, like you shared just a little bit earlier, nobody knows what you're talking about. You know, <laughs> what is this? Uh, and later those visions uh, kept repeating and actually would manifest. But this is, this is hard to understand. But when I was in India, different 
energies would physically manifest. Okay, once I was walking with Swami Kashananda and Sai Baba of Shirdi, not the current Sai Baba, but Sai Baba of Shirdi who left his body in 1918. Okay, he, a man manifested before me as a physical body and out of his right hand, he gave me Shakti, but the energy went out, knocked me over. What's going on? Okay. And Prakashan said, yeah, Sai Baba Shruti actually materialized and gave you Shakti Pad initiation. And it isn't just, well, I also had an initiation from Lakshmi. Do you know who Lakshmi is? Yes. Okay. So, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a Ferrari ceremony in the morning uh, where I live in Petaluma. And, and suddenly she emerges physically, walks towards me. Okay. And I'm not thinking about Lakshmi. Okay. And she merges with me and her feminine spiritual energies actually penetrated me. And we, we obviously, I'm not obviously, we merged on all levels, including sexual but her energy came, literally came into me and is added to what, I, what we'll call the sacred feminine within myself. So that there's actually a transmission of um, spiritual energies. Uh, it's a really interesting uh, teaching that I wasn't aware of, but I now know that it does exist because I've seen it in other places. Whatever happened to me, I would research up. Why is that, ha what is this? So I wasn't imagining it. And, and there's other times when beings have actually physically appeared and sent that energy into their special spiritual teaching energy into me, which became part of me. So I actually literally took on that sacred feminine energy from Lakshmi, the goddess of spiritual and physical wealth. It's like, wow. Okay. In the same with Sabbath Shirley. So is that those are kind of things that happen that are beyond the norm, certainly stuff I never knew about. Okay, that way. Yeah, so in a way, I'm very happy that we're starting to voice this, that you're starting to voice this, and, and there are others out there. Because um, as we said before, if we don't know it exists, we can't send our feeler, feelers out. And right. um, we up to now often only had books, maybe people were travelers that came by, maybe we began to travel the world. Um, and so sometimes I even see now the internet or even, you know, that we don't have to buy a physical book, but we have ebooks. Right. Yeah. Right. Or it is so easy now for us to connect, to build up this web, to create this web where we can exchange what experiences we have so that we're not uh, put into a corner when you want to share it or you tightens up so much when you want to share after you've tried to share your experience yeah. and people just hone you or shun you because you have have uh, that has happened to you and so this way uh, it allows others when we share yeah. more about ourselves when you share about yourself when i share more about myself and my experience when i'm courageous enough when you're courageous enough and others are courageous enough and feel safe 
I think this is the big point. Yeah. Uh, we can now feel more safe to do that uh, these times, uh, to, to bring that out and be that light beacon or that point where someone can come to you and ask you questions or share their experience and you're a good listener so they can again reflect on their own experience because we do live and work and breathe through our experiences that's what forms us and uh so we have to be there for it <laughs> i yeah. love that that you travel the world i mean you have to be in what so many countries you have taught 40, 42, 42, of different, 42 different countries you know sharing this and it, to me it's also i mean we can share it over the internet and it really does work okay um and i can give shakti power over the internet which i do Mm -hmm. Okay, but there's something about being in person. Yeah. Kind of a, tend to be more of a hands-on uh, person. Um, that's very powerful, and that transmission of the parts of the spiritual energy. So when I give chakra, people are also getting part of Lakshmi into their energy field. You see what I mean? It's, I mean, Muktananda did say. Okay, you're liberated, but now you must share with the world. But he meant energetically. Because you can read the teachings in books. But share the spiritual energy. Awaken as many people as possible. And that, that was my one directive for me. <laughs> A simple one. Again. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> right? So simple. And I think, you know, a, a lot of people said, oh, what is my purpose? Purpose is exactly the same thing. It's beautiful, very simple, maybe one word. It's about love, maybe harmony, freedom, balance, whatever it is for you. And to act on this simple one is not always easy, but it is possible. And I encourage everyone to do this. Gabriel is such a beautiful um, example of what all can be done if you say yes to your curiosity right. and embrace when, and go out to do it. When As the door opens, see the, huh? one of the teachings is when the spiritual door opens, walk through it. Yeah. That's I mean, you I, can look for it, at it for a moment and maybe think about turning around, but Gabriel, you are right. Go forward, say yes and find out what is there it is it's beautiful you have written in your book uh, gabriel you a poem and i would love for you yeah because i know you have your book lying right there right, could you is. pick one out and read it to us they're, they're dispersed throughout your book and there's another thing as he looks for a nice poem to read okay. to you there in his book there are little teachings also dispersed on a regular basis throughout to get you to think about something um, or to recognize something about you as he, as you, Gabriel, share your life story. I love that. Okay, so I'm going to, I just opened it. it just, okay, perfect. I open it and it's called Liberating Power of All Four Directions. It's about the Sundance, okay? Soaring with courage and ease of the eagle of the east, red blood oozes from the chest. Walking the earth with four legs of the white buffalo of the north, 
the hibernating bear of the West, guided by the wolf spirit of leadership, sacrifice, and teaching of the South. A new beginning of power and sweetness of the rising sun, deer, and eagle of the East. The inner being being filled with a white rose of innocence, purity, and sweetness of the South. The bear pierces from the West and gives itself to the timeless void. Without past, present, or future, dancing in the freedom of dying into the nothing of the West. Heart ripped open, dripping blood of compassion for the world, caring not for death or life, there's only dying into the nothing, reborn again and again out of the void, free of the bondage of past, future, or even present. Time loses its hold on me, birth into the unknown, all remains unknown, open to an unlimited movement, dancing free. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> That's Sundance. Now, not everybody takes a Sundance that way, but that is Sundance. Uh, thank you. And, and, and again, the one you opened up towards came with sweetness and how you even spoke that word. And there was such a beautiful smile on your face uh, when you said uh, sweetness and then also the nothingness, the, the zoning into zeroness. And yeah. there's my cat coming. Yeah, so the word dying, I, yeah. I, they didn't want me to put it instead of just into the nothing, but dying means you let go of your idea of who you are. Let go of your ego structure, let go of all your boundaries and literally dissolve into the oneness. I love that That's feeling. If I just sense into that feeling of dissolving, I speak a lot about that because I love that. It's so, it's so gentle, using your words, so sweet. Um, it's uh, I love the English word, but it, you, you, it's not flying. But it's like you know when someone is float a uh, floating. That's the word. Yeah. There is a is a floating that, that happens. And if you yeah. I think about dissolving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, you got yeah. it. So, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so that's so, what's, what the book is about. And, and people get uh, shakyapat from it when they look at some of the pictures um, or read the poems. They can actually have an awakening of the Kundalini. Mm. So I get reports like that too. It has that level of energy. So then I invite everyone because this is a fantastic experience. It's really the, the, the beginning of opening up. It's like, an, I always sense it as an ex explosion to knowledge, to, to more wisdom. It's an invitation. You're providing yourself to more. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, everyone, you'll find information about the holistic way of approaching this zeroness, this kundalini, this opening up, this illumination, however you want to call it, in Gabriel's book, from all directions, because your book, your life experience is just vast. Like, there's no other word. Right. To, and to put that 
because you always said yes or went on and explored, researched and uh, wanted to figure out more and you never stopped that urge with, uh, in you. And then- It never you... stops. I have no plan of stopping it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's another drive to live. Yeah. yeah, you probably have that drive to live for a long, long time to go, right. to be right. unable to teach more of what you, wisdom that you carry within you. So everyone connect with Gabriel and ask him whatever is on your heart, because that's another thing, right? You're, you're full of love within <laughs> you. And is there maybe the last little nugget you would love to give? Well, let me, just, let me just mention how they can connect. They go okay. to drcousins.com or treeoflife.mn.co. Okay, drcousins.com or treeoflife.mn.co. I am doing, in fact, this weekend, well, every once a month, I'm doing a meditation intensive, a Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. So that's a very clear way to get Shaktipat and get that spiritual awakening. About 80, 90% of people get spiritually awakened with that. So that, so that is a starting point, okay? And my message is, part of the message is to love yourself enough to heal yourself and wake up spiritually. That's simple, okay? Yes, I love it. <laughs> and everyone, I'm gonna put all the information in the show notes for you to retrieve whenever you desire. And my big heart goes out to you, Gabriel, to Israel here from Germany and uh, yeah, for I this wonderful I time and conversation and all your nuggets you provided. Okay, so I bless you for your good work that you may continue to inspire many more people. And I also bless the listeners that they be inspired to expand their consciousness on every level. Yes. Peace be with you. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening to the Moving to Oneness podcast show and i look forward to many more conversations Bye. yes i think we'll, we'll keep having fun this is very good